Hello, you're listening to Business Building by Design with your host, Emily Jansen-McGrath. I'm an entrepreneur, designer, mom, business coach, and lover of all things beautiful. Are you feeling overwhelmed, stuck, or don't know if you're in the right place or going in the right direction? Then you found me. I'm here to help you with everyday struggles, business solutions, and so much more. If you're ready to find actionable solutions, laugh, and maybe on occasion have a good cry, then you've come to the right place. So sit back and relax or put your walking shoes on and let's go. Welcome back. And today I'm super excited to be bringing you this interview. It's with Nicole Teal, who owns Texture Home, and she lives in Johnson City, Tennessee. Nicole was a stay-at-home mom and homeschooled her six children for 15 years before starting Texture Home, which she started in January of 2020. Texture Home provides home staging services for those trying to stand out in a competitive real estate world and has recently offered monthly retail shop sales for high-end furniture and decor. So I've known Nicole all my life. Nicole's a wife, a mom, home stager, and one of my made-up words, a fantabulous woman. I've enjoyed watching her grow over the last three years, and I can't wait to see what comes next. So without further ado, here's Nicole Teal with Texture Home. Today we're here with Nicole Teal, and she owns uh, Texture Home Staging. And um, Nicole and I have been like we've known each other since birth, but probably before birth, you know, we grew up together in the same town and went to church together. And so we went to school together and then she got married, moved away. And um, we kind of both took different routes and you live in Johnson City, City, Tennessee now. And yes. so um, she lives there with her husband and six children. And so just a little brief bio about Nicole. Um, she was a stay-at-home mom for about 15, about 15 years, yeah, 15 <laughs> years with her six kids, and then she started Texture Home in 2020, in January 2020, and she provides home staging um, services for those trying to stand out in the competitive real estate world. So she re- recently has started her, you do like a sale, how many times a month now? Yes, it's just, and it's, it's not staging inventory we're selling. It's actually okay. retail. Oh, so awesome. once yeah. a month, every okay. first Friday. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Good deal. Well, um, and so that's so exciting and I've been so excited to get to talk to you. We've talked briefly, just chatted, um, via message and whatnot, and just kind of shared some things that we were doing, but I really wanted to have you on to tell our viewers and listeners what you do and how you got started. And I just think what you do is great. And, um, you know, being in the design world, um, you're very important, especially to real estate agents. So you're very important. So just briefly describe how you got started, what made you want to start this, you know, your journey and um, what you do. Um, Okay. Well, thanks for having me. It's excited to be here on your show. Um, I would say, you know, after being at home for 15 years with all of my kids, um, we moved houses and with that move, it kind of pushed us into a different direction. So all of our kids at that point trickled out of the house and started attending public school and it kind of left me at like an empty nest. And I was like, what am I supposed to do with my day? There's, there's no one here. There's no one to teach. There's no one to, you know, train, encourage, correct. 
Um, and so I have always loved homes. I've always loved real estate. We've moved a lot, you know, so, uh, you know, I, I could, I don't know how many times we've moved, but a lot. And so I looked into real estate, like, oh, maybe I should look into becoming a real estate agent. So as I was researching that, I, I came across home staging for real estate, which was a little bit more on the interior design side which is what I really wanted to do. But when I started looking into it all, I was like, I really don't want to go back to school and feel like I have to get a degree to do anything. Um, and I found this company in San Antonio, Texas that offered cert certifications to train you in home staging. So it was probably, I don't know how many hours uh, online of, of courses that I took and um, tests and all of that. So I became certified as a home stager. And that really just kind of gave me credentials. Sure. Not that anyone has asked me for anything like that, because I would say that I feel like God's just given me a, a talent and eye to just be able to see what's, you know, what, what looks good and what doesn't look good. Um, and I think that the credentials kind of just gave me the why, the why, you know, why does that picture need to be right there, you know, on the wall. And it gave me numbers to go behind that and stats and all of that. So, um, and it also kind of gave me some training and instruction on just the business side of, uh, of the world, as far as the staging goes. So I've got this, you know, ah, but then I really didn't know how to start a business sure. and it really kind of helped me. And I'm still learning. Um, I'll listen to podcasts all the time. I'm constantly trying to get more informed on how to run a small business and do it well and make it successful. So um, that's kind of how I got started um, into the home staging. And it's really kind of morphed. Like you said, I'm doing these, you know, monthly shop sales now. Um, I've done some interior design, um, taking on like a couple of those projects at a time, but staging when it's busy, mm -hmm. it's all I can do to keep up, you know, because right. I really, I don't really have employees. I ha have a team of movers um, that help me every stage job and I'll hire people along the way when I need them, but it's really me. <laughs> so I can only say yes and, and manage so much and still be a mom to six kids and sure. um, keep my priorities straight. So, sure. well, I think that's important. And just like you, we'll go back to the credential thing. Um, yeah. As an interior designer, like I don't have a degree. I just have done it all my life. So it's like I've done it for people on the side or done it yes. for myself and just had your own homes. We flipped homes and things. So I don't know, but I do agree with you about the credentials. People will ask me sometimes about it, but you know, it's never been necessary. And I don't think it's necessary. But like you said, it just kind of gives you some direction. Mm -hmm. And, but I do know, like when I had the store, I hired someone that was, she came and interned with me. She was in interior design school. And so, um, they do learn a lot of things that, you know, could be beneficial to you. Um, but then also I wanted to speak to the podcast. That was the whole point of starting this podcast is to help women or just even men um, who want to start their own businesses have direction and just yeah. give them tips because I feel like that's the way we grow is mm -hmm. by learning from others. And also um, just hearing your, your feedback or, you know, the way you process something might resonate with me or another listener. So um, something we're going to be bringing on is my accountant is going to start coming on. And so I'm so excited about that because I think, you know, helping Anna and Tess get started in their business, they had no clue the business side, none. Yes. And I've just learned 
along the way, learn the hard way. I have a business degree, but nothing prepares you. Right. Until you get in there and you do it. Yeah. Life experience. Yes, Mm -hmm. exactly. Life experiences. So um, what do you think your biggest hurdle was when you first started? Um, I think just understanding um, how to, you know, take a client and take them from point A to point B successfully mm-hmm. yes. and making sure we were communicating well and that we were all on the same page and that deadlines were getting met. Mm-hmm. And then you've got to figure out all, all your books, right. <laughs> like, you know, you got to be legal with your taxes wow. and just, that's all, that was a whole new world is just managing all of that and everything. It seemed like every day I was learning something new. Sure. Like, oh, QuickBooks. What is that? I've got to learn how to like <laughs> make sure I'm, you know, staying legal with my, what I was receiving and then what right. was going out and paying your taxes monthly. So all of that was probably, and still is my biggest hurdle, even though I have an accountant, you know, someone that keeps me, you know, checked in every month, it's still, I'm not great. I'm not, I don't have a business mind as far as numbers go. Sure. Um, And I think that that happens to a lot of people is like you get in the creative. I know Mm -hmm. it happens to me. I don't like doing the book work. I would rather do the fun stuff, (laughs) the creating. Mm -hmm. So the book work to me is mundane. It's like, oh, I'll just keep pushing it aside, but it's important and you have to make time for that. So, um, but you know, that is a huge hurdle for a lot of people. Um, so how did you start like capital wise? Did you have capital? Did you just go out and buy a lot of furniture or did they direct you in that path whenever you got started? Um, yes, they kind of, they said, you really just need to evaluate which direction you want to go. There's occupied staging, which where people live in the home and you basically just come in and consult with them on maybe how to declutter or simplify their spaces or neutralize the color palette. Um, And those are just basically consulting. And I do those too. That's not where the money is. (laughs) That's just, you know, some small couple of hours of your time and whatever you want to charge hourly there, but vacant staging where you buy inventory or you rent inventory in some larger cities, you can rent inventory. I didn't want to go that route. I kind of shot for the stars. I was like, I want to buy high-end designer furniture and I want to be, I really want to add value to the homes that I stage. And so I set myself apart from the very beginning, kind of in that direction of like buying designer furnishings, which cost me more money, but I bought in at a wholesale account. Mm -hmm. So I had to learn how to buy wholesale and work with wholesale vendors, go to market and try to figure out what is the look I'm going for. What's a good fit for me, you know, purchase wise budget, you know, as far as price point. Um, And I did, i kind of took money from our savings um, and I bought two complete houses worth of inventory. Uh, And that's how I got started. I did, I bought all of my inventory in December of 2019 and it came in like right before Christmas. And I was like, Christmas has arrived. (laughs) So I was so excited to get it all. And it really was, I mean, we've never had designer furniture Mm -hmm. as a family. And so it was just like, I cannot believe I'm doing this. I cannot believe I'm getting to buy this kind of stuff. It was I'm getting marble tables and, um, you know, $300 lamps. It was just beautiful stuff. So that's how I got started. And then I have just reinvested. So as you know, as I've made money, I've, I've reinvested it and, cont- and I just have continued to buy inventory. Um, at, and, you know, a lot of times if, I, if I'm busy and I'm like, oh, I get a stage and it's in two days, which Rarely can I do, but sometimes I can, and I don't have the exact 
chair or table to fit the space, I might run to TJ Maxx or sure. home goods store and I'll pick up a piece here or there. But primarily our, the inventory is all bought at a wholesale price yeah. point. Yes. Um, which I get a better quality product. Right. Yeah. Um, well, I think we've talked about that and shared companies and things yes, like that. Yes. Um, when I did have the store and I even use it now because that I think that does set us apart is I like higher end. I just have. And I at yes. the beginning, like you in my home, I didn't have it until I started the store. But I think that um it's so important and people look for that yeah. because it's it's something that they gravitate toward and it's just beautiful I mean it's just you pay for what you get you know yes. or you get what you pay for um and I'm a strong believer in that so anyway yes. but and I think capital is huge because yeah. people jump in they don't have the money or the savings to do what they need to do and right. I think coming out on the front end you need to be have your ducks in a row not necessarily know exactly what you're going to do but have enough money set aside that you can complete the job or the task that you want to complete. And I yes. think it's important. So how do you, um, do you work with your realtors or just individuals um, or do you do both? You probably do, but what yeah. do you, who do you work more with? Um, I mean, I do both really the only marketing strategy that I've really done so far. And this is year three in December. Uh -huh. I will have completed year three um, is I actually partnered up with Keller Williams, which is uh -huh. one of the bigger real estate agencies in Johnson city. So I became like a preferred partner for the very awesome. first year. Yes. And that got me just in front of a lot of agents. Um, I did a few, like not really lunch and learns, but where I would go and speak to new agents and kind sure. of share my services with them. I did a couple of the fairs that they had, and then I just started building relationships. I have a lot of friends that are realtors. And so I would just reach out to them and say, hey, here's my services. You know, and I think my biggest um, kind of like tagline that I've been trying to push the last couple of years is never list it vacant yes. because I've learned that vacant staging is where I want to be. Uh -huh. I'm really trying to push. I want every agent before they list a house or a homeowner before they list their home to at least consider the staging investment before they list it vacant. Because um, I just staged a house last week. It's a small house. It was 1200 square feet. And the realtor called and said, Hey, and this is a realtor that I've been working with for over a year. And I'm like, why didn't you call me first? So his partner had it listed. It was on the market for months. They didn't get any offers. Um, they switched names. So he now had it listed and they dropped their price. And then they called me and they're like, we should have staged it from the get-go. Um, can you stage it? And I was like, sure. So I staged it and it sold within two days. Right. Two days. And the homeowner calls me and she was like, I cannot believe my realtor didn't recommend you, first of all. And he was just like, it was a lesson learned, you know, like because he didn't think that they would want to pay for it. Uh -huh. And a lot of times homeowners don't want to pay for it. They're like, that's just another investment that I don't want to make right now because I'm investing in landscaping. But honestly, staging is cheaper than the first price reduction. Yeah. Most of the staging jobs I do are under $5,000. Um, and, you know, it, if they had just staged it first, then sure. they're probably going to get a better offer um, right. or more offers than they would if they just do it empty. Because no one can, most people cannot envision where to place their furniture in an empty house. And it just feels void and sure. it doesn't feel life filled and they kind of walk away um, sure. or they're looking online mm -hmm. and the pictures don't don't show them anything but a blank room and two windows. And so they just cannot envision it and they, they don't even go there. So I, I try to tell them just stage it. I promise it's, it's going to, it's going to pay off the return on their investment 
it's like over 500%. And that's a nationwide stat. Um, and we're seeing that in Johnson City too, that the houses we're staging are, you know, they're going under contract um, and they're getting multiple offers and sure. it's usually over their list price. Yes. Um, so it's well, a win. Um, that's great that you have the statistics now. You know, yeah. that you, you can use that and say, hey, look, this is what happens and this yeah. is where you need to go and it's worth it. And, and I totally agree that most people don't have the vision that you or I have. That's why we're necessary. So they can't see what it's going to be like. Um, And that's where I've done several houses where like the homeowner will contact me and say, hey, I need to get my home ready. I know that they live in the home, but they may have like tons of family pictures out. And, you know, you have to tell them you need to to have it where they can envision their family here, not not yours. So um, anyway, but anyway, that's cool. So um, just a couple of questions. I was going to read over some of the things that that we talked about. Um, So what do you like the most about your job? Um, buying, (laughs) I love, I love to shop. Um, but I think it's because I really feel like I, I, I'm a good purchaser. And I think through this process, Spencer, that's my husband. He said, Nicole, here's the word. You're a merchant. You're just really, you're a good, you're a merchandiser. And I mean, it's so true. Like even with my the new shop sales that I'm doing monthly, like I gain so much joy from purchasing furniture pulling it into the shop, staging it and showcasing it, how it could look with this piece and that piece and this piece of art and this decor. Um, so I love, I guess, the purchasing and then the bringing it together to yeah. create a space. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm also, I think too, like where interior design can be more specific to a person's mm-hmm. taste or style mm-hmm. or home, which, you know, a, an interior design job can drag on for months, oh, yeah, like eight sure. months, and you still have an installed. I think the thing that I love about the staging world and in like my retail shop space is that it's immediate gratification. Sure. Like I get to go in with an idea, a vision, and I get to have a blank canvas and I just create. It's like poof, you snap your fingers, you have the end product, and you walk away and you kind of go, you know, like, okay, great. That looks great. I'm pleased with that. I love it. And the houses are selling, or the people are coming into the shop and they're buying stuff. Sure. And so it's a win win. And I think for interior design projects, that's been a lot more frustrating for me. One, because of just not really knowing the processes or the, the system to take people through. And I'm, I'm growing in that area, but I think it can drag out so long that it just, it's not that instant, instant gratification. So you have to be a lot more patient and it's more relational and you just have to kind of just keep going. Even when you're kind of like, I wish this project were over, you wow. know, it, it just continues on until you, till it's complete. That's like, you know, a lot of my projects, they'll last a year, year and a half. I'm on one now that the planning process was a year. And so, and we're just now getting to the, to the demo and the, you know, the fine tuning. So they can last a long time and that's a long time to be with people that you don't know you build relationships but then sometimes it's like okay is this ever going to be done I'm so ready to to see the finished product because you can see it in your mind but until it really happens it's really Mm -hmm. hard so I think it's great that you're finding that niche and you're finding what you love because I think too many people try to go in too many different directions they don't do what they love they try to fill the holes with extra projects just 
because, but I don't think it's necessary. I think that when you focus in on something like you're doing, mm-hmm. um, you do what you love. You end up making more money in the long run instead of trying to chase a dollar and, and you're more successful. I feel like you'll be, and I think that's one reason I've seen you grow over the last three years and you've been really successful. And I think that's why you found a niche and you found something that you love and you focused and honed in on that one particular thing. You're not trying to chase a dollar. You're not trying to do 10 different things under one umbrella. If that makes sense. It's also meant saying no to things that I know don't bring me joy. And a lot of that was no to interior design opportunities. I probably get a call every single week asking if I will, if I do interior design. And, and so I am considering maybe hiring someone to come aboard that is, does have the degree um, that that way, at least I'm not turning down opportunities for people and help people because I don't like that. I mean, I definitely send them to other interior designers in our city, but I'm like, how can I keep this under texture home, but me, yes. you know, not bring that on that weight upon me. Sure. So I will say growing, I'm like, I want to grow slow and yes. in the right direction. Right. And I don't want to grow too fast that I'm saying yes to too many things. And then I'm overwhelmed and I quit and I burn out. Absolutely. It's trying to just keep every day in perspective and prayerfully <laughs> taking the next step or sure. prayerfully waiting, you know, sure. to make sure that this is the right direction. Sure. Um, and, and trying to keep the priorities of my family comes first right. and, and then my job. And, um, and that's hard. It's really hard, especially yeah. when you know that, Oh, I could make money. But I'm like, is it worth the money that I would make because of the sacrifice that I'm going to have to make either sure. on a personal front or just on the business side of things? Like, oh, this is so stressful or frustrating. Is it worth the dollar at the end of the day that I'm making, if that sure. makes sense? So, Oh, it makes absolute sense. And I think the last couple mm-hmm. of episodes on my podcast, I've been talking about, you know, eliminate, eliminating the things that don't bring you joy yeah. because you will be so much happier and so much more successful, even if it means um, not making that income or not trying to, I'm so bad about, ooh, chasing rabbits or the sparkle over here and the glitter over here, you know, but those things in the long run don't bring us joy or we have to end up sacrificing, just like you said, and we don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. So that's something I've been really focusing on the last year or two. And I think COVID kind of make a lot of us do that is pulling back and figuring out what our priorities are and realizing that we don't have to work 80 hours a week or we don't have to do all this. You know, we can, we can fine tune and I work best my four days a week and I get so much more done than when I'm working seven days a week. So, and it is, it does require you to say no. And I've had to learn how to do that. And now, you know, communicating that message, how do you communicate your message with your clients or your people? Like they know I only work these hours. Don't text me at 3 a.m. asking me about a paint color. Don't, you know, on the weekends, we're at the camper. We're not working and I'm not going to work on the weekend. And my people don't work on the weekend. So I don't know if you've set those boundaries yet, but how have you dealt with things like that? Yeah, I think, you know, communicating that up front with clients mm-hmm. is key, whether it's in an email or a text message, or if someone does email me and it's on the weekend, I just won't respond until right. Monday, you yeah. know, or if there's a text message that comes through at night, <clears throat> I might say, um, I'll get back with you first thing in the morning. Yes. You know, or just, and I think that's a subtle way to do it 
you know, or you just come out and I've been able to say, you know, I'm sorry, you know, I'm, I'm not working right now, but I'll, I'll respond to you first thing tomorrow morning. Sure. Um, because I'm pretty much a Monday through Thursday. Um, yeah. My hours are those days too. And Fridays I like to take off except for the one day a month that I'm doing my shop sales. Um, and I don't work weekends either. Yeah. So in my, you know, and I think with all my realtors that I've worked with, I've kind of defined that up front when they're like, Hey, when are you available? And I have, you know, and they've learned those that work with me, or if it's a new relationship, I just say, you know, normally it takes one to two weeks to schedule a job. And so the sooner you let me know that you've got a house coming, the better it's going to be for you to get it staged when you want it staged. And I don't stage on the weekend. So it's Monday through Thursday. And they know that. I mean, occasionally I'll sneak something in on a Friday if it's just, it's must, but primarily that's, you know, just setting those boundaries at the beginning of the relationship, I think has really just proved success, you know, it's, it's helped, um, define just my, when I'm going to work and when I'm not going to work and people are okay with that. They respect that. And I think you got their different seasons too. So it's like one season, you may be able to work this, this Mm -hmm. it may be Monday through Thursday, and then it may change over time, but, um, but setting those boundaries early and letting, just educating your clients. I think that's key. It's, you yes. know, just making sure that they understand what's going on. Yeah. Okay. So one last question, where do you see yourself in five years? Um, I, you know, we have pipe dreams, but oh, yeah. I think I would love to have, um, I'd love to grow in the shop side of things, the retail side. And I know you've kind of said, yes. well, I, I closed down my shop. Yes. Um, and so I may have a different tune in a year. I've only done four first Fridays. So, so far I've only had four, but they've all been very successful. Um, and I think I, what I love about those Friday sales is that people come into the shop. It's given me great exposure, both on the staging side and in the, you know, the design side of things. Sure. And, um, and I would love for that to grow because I, I think our city needs a, a furniture and decor shop. We have one that I know of. The rest are like the chain, sure. Ashley Furniture, Grand Furniture. And so I feel like it's a need. And I just feel like I would love to expand that. I have lots of vision for what that could look like, which would mean I would be open more often. But then I would probably hire out that um, someone to run the shop. But I would love to have a furniture home door, decor store um, with a design firm underneath that, as well as the staging uh, service available to, now I don't want to do it all, yeah. but I would love to manage it all. Like that yeah. would be texture. And that's why this last year we rebranded and I took staging home staging out of my name and just shortened it to texture home um, so that I could reach out and do more. I didn't want to like pigeon toe myself into just the home staging world. As I grew, I wanted it to be able, I wanted to be able to offer home staging, interior design, retail, do it all. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's kind of the vision I have, whether I get there, I don't know. Um, and like I said, I'm just, it's one day at a time. And right now I'm really focusing on continuing to build a, a reputable and a, um, you know, I want to be the best home staging company in Johnson city. I want to be the go-to for all the realtors and the homeowners. And I mean, I'm in year three and I'm still learning and still building relationships there. And then I would love as word gets out to become the go-to place for home furnishings and decor um, as well. So that's kind of the, the two platforms that I'm focusing the most on 
currently Good. just getting those fine-tuned yes well I think that's important too like a lot of people don't realize building those relationships are key and that's key with anything relationships sure. relationship you know communication and yeah. meeting new people and building relationships with, with new people at all times and then keeping those relationships that you do have and making them solid and you know so anyway but well that's great and I'm so excited that you came today and yes, does and having me and I, I hope that your show continues to educate oh, yeah. um and just give others that are wanting to start out in something sure. you know like you do have to take risk I think mm -hmm. as an entrepreneur and especially as a woman like it, it is a big risk to start something new and my advice would just to to do baby steps you know to get to you know get down the road just a little bit and reflect back and set goals and then once you've reached that goal set another goal and and to not feel like you have to do it all at once yes um because it it, it is a lot to run a business like you said you can be creative and then but when you have to run the business part too yeah. it, it's a lot to take on but and I'm so glad I did it yeah good good well I think that a lot of people get caught up in doing too many things at one time and they do have the burnout or yes. they do get overwhelmed and then they can't do one thing successfully. So, yes. you know, I, and I try to encourage my, my entrepreneurs that coach and, and I try to teach them do one thing, do it well, mm -hmm. and then start another, you know, yes. don't do three or four at a time because then you're, you can't do anything well. So anyway, Okay, so where can people find you? And I'll put this in the show notes too, but where can they find you? Um, well, our website is texturehomeinteriors.com. Um, and then Facebook and social media, as far as uh, Instagram and Facebook, they're the same and it's Texture Home Interiors. Okay. Um, we had to add interiors on yeah. there because of the domain and all of that. We And I wanted them all to sync up. So Texture Home is the name, but Texture Home Interiors is kind of like the social media handle in our website. And then our email is the, hello at Texture Home Interiors. <laughs> perfect, so, perfect. Trying to make it easy. Yes. Well, good deal. Okay. Well, um, it's been great seeing you again and I appreciate you coming on and hopefully I'll get to talk to you again. Maybe in five years, we'll have some great even yeah, more exciting yes. things going on. So, yes. anyway, but it's been good talking to you, and I'll you see you soon. Okay. Okay. Thanks, right, Emily. Bye. bye. So, it's so great getting to talk to Nicole again today with Texture Home. I hope you've enjoyed the interview. And just a couple of key points that I wanted to go back and go over. Number one, credentials aren't always necessary, but they're definitely a plus. Number two, continue to learn and educate yourself because that's how you grow. Number three, shoot for the stars. You never know where you're going to end up. Number four, have capital and have money set aside to get started properly. Five, create relationships and grow these relationships because they're essential to your business. And number six, find what you love and pursue that. So I hope you've enjoyed today's show. Look forward to talking to you again. Be sure to leave us a review, follow us or subscribe. Have a great day.